millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When the red, red robin comes bump, bump, bumping along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his own. on the spin as the addicts defeat Barnsley momentum now well and truly behind the side welcome to Charlton Live Hello and welcome to Charlton Live. I hope you guys are well. My name is uh, Louis Mendez. On this week's show, we shall be looking back at yesterday's 2-0 home win over high-flying Barnsley uh, at the Valley that does extend our winning streak to three in League One and takes us to within just six points of the playoffs. But uh, as I always do on this show, I will be dashing those hopes for you later on. But um, we'll be looking back at that game. Joining me to do that first time, Mr. Benji Coke. Okay, then, Ben? Hello, mate. Yeah, all good, thank you. Yourself? Yep. Yeah, not too bad. Buzzing off another three points. Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to watching Happy Valley later on the TV, and I enjoyed Happy Valley yesterday as well. Oh, wow, what a, what a perfect weekend for, for for you it has been. And also joining us to discuss uh, those three points is Mr. Joe Puddyfoot. How you doing, Joe? Yeah, absolutely ecstatic. We're, uh, we're 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 unbeaten in three, so it's unbeaten to the rest of the, for the rest of the season, isn't it? Now, surely. Oh yeah. That's how it normally goes. I mean, uh, last time we won three in a row, we did go on to uh, not win in eight games again. But, you know, hopefully this time we've, we've turned the corner. Also, Joe, we have to talk about your 
incredible photography work yesterday. You were sat in the East stand. I wanted a photo of the director's box and you had some binoculars with you and took what could only be described as one of the worst photos I've ever seen. Look, it, it may, it may have been taken with a potato, but it was the best that we had at the minute. And then I found out that you have proper photographers doing proper work, but I'm going to take, I'm going to take all the credit that I can, which is very, very little. Yeah. Very, very little, but they're nice, nice, nice try. I'll give you that. So as I said on the, this week's show, we'll, we'll hear the goals uh, from Charlton TV in a few moments. time. we'll of course hear the post-match thoughts of Dean Holden, the addicts boss. Uh, we've got Lucas Ness as well. has just been announced as player of the match by the club as well. I thought he was excellent yesterday. I spoke to him after the game. We've got your views as well. You've got your tweets, uh, and your emails and uh, some fans bar Ben when I spoke to a couple of supporters in the fans bar uh, after yesterday's game as well so plenty for us to get stuck into so Ben just before we hear the the goals from yesterday um, it, it wasn't exactly one way traffic you know we had to ride our luck against uh, a Barnsley side who've now actually lost three in a row uh, in all competitions but before that they'd won eight of the last nine or seven of the last eight or something um, you know they were absolutely flying just before Christmas but yeah it's um it's a relief that we came out with all three points. Yeah, it was a relief because that end of that first half where they hit the bar a couple of times, you're thinking that could really change the game if they scored at that period of the game. Um, but the goal was, the first goal was very well taken. I think the keeper could probably look at himself and think he could have done better. Um, but it was a very professional performance where we dug in deep in the key areas of the game. You could see they were emotionally and physically tired from Tuesday night, hence some of the changes. But they dug in deep and, and we got the win. And um, yeah, there were a couple chances at the end where we could have extended that lead. So it was a bit of a funny game, wasn't it? Because you look at it and as you say, it wasn't the most comfortable of victories because especially in that first half, they had their chances. I think in the second half... We defended really well and snuffed out those chances, but we could have easily, with Innes' chance late on, uh, could have made it three or four. But the key thing was, as Dean Holden keeps saying, backing up these performances, making our performances a lot more consistent, which we haven't been doing this season. Um, and yeah, you can't. I literally was thinking about the team yesterday, and as you said, Lucas Ness getting man the match. You could have picked two or three. I thought Tyrese Campbell had a really good game, considering he hasn't played in a while. So, um, yeah, it's good that we were able to take out players, put some in, and it uh, didn't really make a difference because I thought Jack Payne came in and played really well too. Mm. And obviously the concern, Joe, was that we were going to come back off the uh, the Herculean effort up at Old Trafford, which, which surely must have taken a lot out of the side. And we did see, a, a, you know, three, I think it was three changes. They only ended up as two changes with the, the change in the warm-up, obviously, but um, uh, where Cesc got injured in the warm-up. But, um, you know, the, the fact that we didn't actually look maybe a little bit in the second half we didn't look as jaded as I feared we would you know because they they, they really left the rule up on the pitch up at Old Trafford and that does take it out of you but they I thought they bounced back okay yeah they did I mean you can you could see the fatigue because Dobbo looked tired and if Dobbo looks tired then they must all have been absolutely knackered because that boy can run for miles but I think we we had to ride our luck a little bit more in the first half. I, I felt like we we needed to just get through that first sort of 45 minutes without exerting too much energy um, in order to get through the full 90. Uh, but over the, over the course of the game, they played really, really well. Um, they dug in deep. Uh, I think 
we've already touched on on Luke and Nessa. He he absolutely saved our skin a couple of times with some fantastic blocks and tackles. And it was sort of key players around the pitch at different times, sort of carrying us through different sections uh, of the game to sort of get the players through. But they seem they seem to be a real unit. Um, they do the little huddle before the game now, uh, and I've never been the biggest fan of it. But I do like that we're we're making other teams wait about two minutes for kickoff because that must really annoy them. But they seem to have that unity from start to end, um, and and they they celebrated as a team the the end of or their efforts on on Tuesday with the fans, and I think now they've been celebrating a very good hard week uh, yesterday with hopefully a couple of beers as they got a week off and. You know, it comes from the top, doesn't it? Holden seems to be putting that kind of attitude and that kind of effort in uh, from the very top into the players and and they're running with it. They're really enjoying their football um, at the minute. Yeah, well, let's have a listen then to the goals from Charlton TV yesterday. Commentators were Greg Stubbley and Terry Smith. In the central midfield. Kane trying to help out and then uh, does so and then Payne knocks the ball left to Campbell who stayed forward. Campbell into the penalty area. Can he get a shot away here? Campbell, he can and it's goal! Therese Campbell on his left foot into the penalty area, drills it home. It was him who started the move with a... I don't know if he got much on the touch with his head, but he certainly backed in midfield. The ball dropped kindly for Charlton. Payne it was who sent the ball through after Payne had also battled in the centre circle. But it was Payne's ball into Therese Campbell's run. He kept running into the penalty area. And drilled it home with his left foot. First goal for the Addicts. said that Williams likes to advance forward on the counter-attack. Maybe there's opportunity in space to find Campbell early. And it's Williams who loses the ball, driving forward with it. Presents the opportunity for Campbell with the space. Benson's not got the awareness to come back because Williams is out of position. Payne's able to find Campbell, driving forward the ball on his left foot. Low, near post shot. Hit with plenty of power. And what a special moment that is for Tyrese Campbell. Given the opportunity by Holden and rewards it with Pace a it up for Campbell with the cross. It's a decent looking cross. Anderson heads away. Aaron Henry with the header comes to McCauley. Bond who shoots oh. off the post. Rexaki yeah. gets the second for Trollen. The goal they've been looking for. The major impact off the bench from McCauley. Bond is his shot that hits the post. And Jason Rexaki had the composure to make it jump to Barnsley Nil. McCauley Bond just stretched him a little but he pursued it into that left hand corner, collected it found Campbell behind him and the cross that came in was headed clear Aaron Henry with the header back in McCauley Bond onside just touched onto the post by the keeper and Raksaki hunting it down gets the attic second how crucial is that going to be? Lovely jubbly thanks to the boys for uh, for those um, yeah Ben, it's it was a strange start to the game because I did feel like when we scored, it came a little bit perhaps against the run of play. So Barnsley had had a few chances early on as a free kick from um, from Adam Phillips. Devante Cole headed just wide from that corner. Uh, Williams' drive was tipped over a fantastic save from Maynard Brewer as well. Then Maybe we just started to edge back into it before the goal, but it, it had been a tough start and actually the goal came... And not only the right time for us, because like I say I, I think we were we were second best at that point, but also for for Tyrese, he probably hadn't actually been in the game that much at that point, and and that even suggests that his he did even better to to take his chance when he hadn't really properly had a chance to run at that defence at that point. 
Yeah, it was funny at the time. We were literally just saying that Campbell needs to get a bit more involved in the game and have a go at them. And uh, literally 30 seconds later, he gets the ball. And it was just like last week, wasn't it? With same side, Corey Blackett-Taylor down that side last week, funked it in. And Campbell, he had about three or four men running into the box, but he little drop of his shoulder and smashed it in. Yeah, really, really pleased for him because that will give him a massive confidence boost. And uh, yeah, n- not afraid to have a shot. I wonder if that's a bit more um, uh, the influence from Holden saying, look, look, boys, let's have a few more shots in those positions. We can beat the keeper at the near post because I don't think we've been doing that a lot. I think we have been trying to knock it back in the box where it's a bit harder. But again, yes, with the second goal, that bounces back off the post because we have a shot and we have a bit of a chance. We could easily just square it for someone else. But um, yeah, I really liked him yesterday. As I said, in the second half, he, he put that ball in for Innes. That Innes just put wide and and he um, didn't. He wasn't afraid to do the dirty work either um, by getting back and helping out of his defensive responsibilities as well. So no, really pleased with that. And uh, it was a great ball by Jack Payne as well. He literally just intercepted the ball. And the first thing he looked up and saw that space. So yeah, we keep um, getting that space down that side. So it's, it's good to see, but yeah, as you said, that goal came at a good good time because they were piling the pressure on, and we could see that they were they were quite an organised side, weren't they? they were passing the ball round round well, and we were um, yeah a little bit lost at times, um, saved by the crossbar, but yeah, good time to score and pleased for him because he can again put a bit of um, competition for places there as well. Yeah, I mean, it felt like a bit of a breakthrough afternoon really for for Tyrese Anthony to puck Shakur Campbell because. He's been in and out, you know. He's only he's only nineteen years old. You don't expect him to be to to be uh, playing every week at, at at this point at all. But um, in terms of he's had a couple of good games, a couple of more quiet games. I remember away at Shrewsbury, I thought he played well. Um, but to, to come in and actually score a goal, and then clearly you could see the lift that confidence uh, for the rest of the game. He put in some some dangerous crosses in the second half. I remember one that was uh, prodded just wide by Ryan Innes of all people at the far post. I mean, it really was a, an afternoon where he's given us. Uh, another option there, and as Dean says in his press conference, probably probably the most similar we have to Corey Blackett Taylor in terms of someone who's quite happy to to run at defenders and and take them on. I don't think the likes of Kirk or, or DJ, who were both out of the squad yesterday, have have that in their locker, Joe. Yeah, they they don't. Um, they're they're very much different players. Uh, Kirk's more sort of skillful, I think, on the ball in terms of passing and and putting through the lines. Although we've not really seen enough of it or, or very much of it at all, really, in his time here. Um, DJ, I think, has, has just lost his way completely. Um, so he probably needs either a loan or or just a fresh start because um, he, he did beat a few players when he first came in, but he he seems to have lost that sort of turn of of pace, but. Campbell, his first appearance for us, um, sort of this season when he came on, I thought he was a, a real sort of game changer, uh, real good pace, a little bit of a trick, uh, and, and the ability to go past people and not frightened to do it either. And I, I've been a little bit surprised he's not had more minutes in a side that's been struggling. Um, I'm, I'm always quite excited when he's is on the bench. So I think, well, that's a, an unpredictable youngster that can come on and, and, and do something. And yesterday he was, you know, playing in. Not necessarily all the time in this absolute favourite favourite position because we were sort of drifting, I think, a little bit at times into a three. Um, so he was having to do a lot of tracking back in that second half. But he, he did that work admirably as well. So both directions going forward and, and tracking back, um, he did his work well. The uh, It would have been 
I think quite nice to see him on the right, maybe with Claire behind him as well um, at some point, uh, because I think that having a an overlapping fullback might benefit him. And obviously Kane was on the wrong foot, but I'm sure we'll t- talk about those boys later on, uh, and that might have benefited him. But you know, when, once he got going, he was he was fairly unstoppable. Um, once he was uh, once he was attacking, and, and as you say, those balls into the box, it was a couple of very good crosses, and he probably should have had an assist as well as a goal yesterday. Yeah, certainly, uh, certainly would have deserved it. Uh, and uh, I mean, as we as we've already sort of alluded to, Ben, it wasn't it wasn't one way traffic in that first half, or it certainly wasn't in, in, in our favour anyway. Like Barnsley had plenty of chances, and between us taking the lead in half time, they hit the bar twice. And uh, you know, through Benson, who scored the absolute screamer against us uh, up at Oakwell early on in the campaign, Cadden's deep uh, deep cross. Head, uh, it was his header at the far post, wasn't it? Uh, that, that came off the crossbar as well. And even Aitchison had a shot that looked like it was goal-bound, if, if not going in. And uh, Devante Cole accidentally blocked it himself. So we, we had to ride our luck a little bit. But when you get through to half-time um, and, and you've ridden those 45 minutes, I, I don't know if you could just see that Barnsley came out looking ever so slightly demoralised. They still had a go, but I, I think we tightened up a bit and there wasn't actually too much in, in the way of clear-cut chances for Barnsley in that second half. Yeah, I think you're right. The second half, we um, we were looked a lot more organised. I think O'Connell, again, you mentioned him on Tuesday night, had a really good game when he came on. Uh, obviously, it was a shame to see Kane go off. But um, yeah, I thought he did well and, and shored up that defence again. And uh, yeah, in that first half, I must say, Maynard Brewer made a really good save as well. I think it was like a big two-hand save that he tipped over. Um, yeah, the only one of those chances in the first half, I think you could go, oh, that that was poor defending, was that header at the far post, which was literally just on half-time. I think that's the only one where we could think that was a bit disappointing because he was unmarked. I think the shot before that, I mean, it was just a bit of a wild shot, wasn't it, that kind of swerved in the air and hit the bar. Um, and as, as Joe alluded to earlier, I mean, you had Dobbo out there trying to do his usual sliding tackles and get stuck in, and he did look a little bit jaded at times. But, yeah, just full credit to the team that they were able to pull together and snuff out those chances. And, yeah, I think you're right in that second half when they did um, look a little bit uh, deflated. I think, yeah, we we nullified them from getting any chances, and yeah, it looked like we were going to nick another goal. So that's good to see because... Obviously, last week, it was Lincoln getting that goal and then we started to get a little bit nervous, didn't we? And that shot right at the end of the game, we thought, oh no, we're not going to draw this now, are we? So, yeah, much better than last week and to get our first clean sheet since the 22nd of October is <laughs> is great to have. Yeah, first clean sheet in 11 league games, which, uh, yeah, is obviously part of the reason why we're not higher up the table. We, uh, I think, well, b- b- before, before yesterday, there's only five teams that conceded more than us in League One, uh, but also only five teams that had conceded, uh, that had um, scored more than us as well. And I think I saw yesterday, I think we're now, we've got the second highest or third highest amount of goals scored at home, which is another little feather in our cap. And uh, it's weird, like we had, we had some of these cheeky little Stats last season. I think was it Maka kept more clean sheets than some than a lot of other teams. Yes, last season. But you know, it's, it's weird they can have these little stats in, in poor seasons, and that, and that's where we are. Uh, yeah, second second goal killed it off. Controversial goal. Now, um, Michael Duff came in and told us he thought it was offside. Uh, I've watched it back. So my my initial reaction was I I just wonder I, I in in the ground I thought well, maybe Maka was offside when when he had the shot. But watching that back, he's miles on. Um, but then there was hesitation before Raksaki put the ball in as well. Now, I- I've seen a couple of different angles of it, and and it is 
almost impossible to, to get a definitive answer as to whether it's onside or not. I don't know what you think, Joe, and the, the picture I sent you, whether whether Michael Duff's got a case there, but I mean, it's so tight. It's so tight for him to come out and, and say it definitively, I think is probably pushing it a bit too far. I think he's got a case at the time I looked straight over to the lino and then afterwards said he, he had to be offside. Um, so that was my immediate instinct. Uh, so I did think at the time he got away with one, but um, if there'd have been VAR, maybe it would have been chalked off. Although judging by Rashford's goal yesterday, he probably wasn't interfering, even though he scored the goal. So um, we might have got away with it still. I think the, the the thing is, over the course of a season, you have a little burst of luck and you have a little burst of bad luck. And I think we've had more decisions go against us this season, which obviously I would because I'm a Charlton fan. But I do think we've had more decisions go against us than for us. So I'm I'm happy to to take this one. Um, and yeah. Ultimately, he'll be. I think he'll be more upset with the defending, um, and and the fact that we had so many players just in space in the box, regardless of whether they're onside or offside, uh, to just tuck that away. And there was no, there wasn't really a lot of pressure from them in that in that phase of the game. And I think that's just because we had we kept such a resolute defence and, and sort of beaten the life out of them a little bit that they their heads were down. And we did look dangerous when we went forward. So I think if uh, Jez hadn't scored that one, we probably would have pressed on and got another one anyway. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not going to not gonna be too upset about it for, for him. Um, I mean, I'd still always up back to that goal away at Luton where the, the player was between uh, the keeper and the post um, and they scored to go 2-1 up and how he couldn't have been offside I don't know so um, I think we've got about another eight goals offside before I start levelling that one out um, <laughs> overall so yeah that was about bitter. four years ago man let it go I know <laughs> uh, every, it still haunts me that one because I, I, I went to that game as well so and I could see it was offside from behind the goal at the other end of the pitch so what Lalino was doing but yeah it's, it's one of those that stuck with me don't know if you can yeah. tell. Oh yeah, I can. I can definitely see. Oh, I do remember that goal. I think we lost that game two one. If if I remember rightly, a midweek game at Luton. Um, Jez Raksaki, that's his seventh goal of the season. Ben, I, I know there was all sorts of rumours a, a few weeks ago that he might be recalled by Palace, and, and whenever Dean Holden's been asked about that, he hasn't. Uh, you know, he hasn't given the indication that he thinks he will be. Although obviously things can always change between now and the end of the of the transfer window. But for a low knee to get seven goals from 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 sort of wide, I mean, I can't remember last time we had such a potent low knee in terms of goal scoring. Well, and <laughs> I think last season we didn't have a, a very good loan market, did we? I mean, especially in January when Jacko got those two players in, we didn't even see them play. So well, I was thinking that. Um, Last week, I thought, yeah, do you know what? The loan market this year, we've we've done well. Obviously, Sessignon's been one of our best players this season, in my opinion, and, and Raksaki himself. And I know he comes under criticism sometimes because, yes, he does miss a few chances. Um, but you've got to think, he's popping up in the right areas and, and he's getting goals. I mean, yesterday, great. that That is a perfect goal. You want to see your attacking player scoring, like reacting first to the ball, bouncing back off the post and putting it in. Okay, he might have been a tiny bit offside, but he was in the right place at the right time. Um, yeah, he's been a bit frustrating. I remember that chance against Peterborough and you think, oh man, but this is why he's at our club. He's here, unfortunately, the former Chelsea loanees, he's here to gain that experience um, for us. Um, and then to to go back to his parent club and to do it to do something else. So I'm I'm pleased he's still here because as you said he he has scored a few goals this season. Um, and I don't see what I mean. They were he was rumored to go 
back to then Barnsley, wasn't he? So you think about that, you think, look, he's he's from South London and he's nice and settled here. As you said, he's he's for a lone E player to score the amount of goals he has this season. It's been brilliant. Um, and yeah, I hope he stays at the club. He's he's a different kind of winger compared to someone like Corey. So I think they complement each other well. And and that three has seemed to be working really well at, at the moment, don't they? As obviously uh, Corey didn't play yesterday, but it's a real threat. And I think the def- defenders can't handle when you've got Lieber and Blackett Taylor and or Campbell and Raksaki up there. So um, yeah, yeah, he's been promising. And uh, as I said, good reactions for the goal yesterday. Yeah, and Jez is now our top scorer in League One as well, actually, with seven. So, Miles Leeburn has got six in League One, seven in total. Uh, his other one came in the uh, Pepperoni Trophy, but all of Jez's goals, all seven of them, have come in League One as well. So, he has edged ahead there uh, in our goal-scoring charts. And, yeah, I, I, once it got to two, Joe, I felt I felt reasonably comfortable. I still, I, like, like I say, Barnsley probed and pushed a bit, but actually, in terms of a clear-cut chance... I can't remember too much in the way of of one of those for Barnsley after the game. I, I think I, if you're Michael Duff, which uh, none of us are actually, uh, only Michael Duff is Michael Duff, but he he seemed reasonably content with with the overall performance yesterday. But you know I, I, he'll be frustrated by the fact that for all that possession in the second half and 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 you know territory that, that they had at times, they were unable to create too much. But part of that's surely got to come down to the fact that that we defended well, marshalled very well by by Lucas Ness in particular. Yeah, uh, I'm starting a starting a crowdfunding to uh, get his name changed by Depol for his first name from Luca to Finn because I think that would suit him much much better. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I think I think that for all of the possession, all the shots, I think it was 22 they had in total. Hardly any of them were inside our area, um, and. I'm I'm relatively comfortable with teams having lots of shots from distance uh, now. A couple of seasons ago, then they probably would have scored 20 goals from outside the box. But uh, we don't seem to be conceding too many from outside the box at the minute. And and so you you that's the way you want it. Uh, Ness is Ness is just a cut above. He's my first choice centre back uh, f- at this point in time. I think he's the first name on the team sheet back there. Uh, he's just so calm and composed and he never does anything silly, uh, which considering he plays for Charlton in defence is quite miraculous. Um, but he always seems to have that control over, over the attacker and what they're going to do. He's always alive to danger. Uh, there was an in- incident in the previous home game where he told Innes wh- where to go and what to do because um, he was more alive to the danger. And I think that that is just a, a, a quality that you can coach but but not to that level and he will go a long long way and if I think if Ness isn't on the team sheet I think I would actually be a little bit more more nervous uh about our ability to keep a clean sheet but we are we're looking solid back there much more over the last three or four games even against United for all their chances that, that they did have it wasn't considering the golfing class, you would have expected us to have a few more nervy moments than we did. And if they do get through and they've got to get past Maynard Brewer, who um, is obviously the, the, the mass crusader now back there, um, stopping anyone in his path. So yeah, it's, it's nice that, cause we, you've always felt that we're going to score a goal, but you've not necessarily felt that we're able to keep any out. And, you know, 25 clean sheets is probably a little bit um, out of the picture now for this season, but, 
you can see a few more coming over over the course of the next few weeks. And once you start getting clean sheets, then that, that plays on the oppo's mind. They're like, bloody hell, we, one, we've got to score because they're going to score one, but it's going to be tough to score. And you start to win that mental battle before you've even got on the pitch. So hopefully a few more to come over the next few weeks. And then that starts to become a real sort of uh, picture of the future for us for the rest of the season. Mm, certainly. Um, I'll talk about the two... A debutant, so one one debutant and one second debutant yesterday. Todd Kane, first of all, like so, we lost Session in the warm up. Uh, so Todd Kane, who was going to play right back, had to shift over to left back with Claire coming in at right back. So not an ideal start to life uh, at the club, Ben. And then obviously himself got got injured before half time. So possibly hard to, to to comment too much on him. But what did you make on 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 the uh, Coventry Loney's debut for the club? Yeah, I think he looked quite assured, um, putting some uh, nice little balls down down the line, and was trying to link up with uh, Tyrese. Uh, I think you know what you're going to get from him. I mean, a, a player who spent most of his career playing in the championship, and uh, yeah, I think it's it's a, a good loan for us because I, I do like Richard Chin, but I think lately when he has played in that position, he's kind of um, evil just. Looked a little bit out of place, um, and and they've exploited us down that side. Uh, so I think to bring in someone like him that seems like he can, he can play either side, right back and left back, um, is good for us because it just gives us a bit of strength there. Because I feel as well, um, Egbo was playing brilliantly before he got injured, um, and then Sean Clare, okay, he has done really well of late, but. Like the goal we conceded against Portsmouth, I thought was down to Sean Clare, and sometimes he looks a little bit out of place. So, yeah, it's good to have, as I said earlier, a bit of competition for places and someone that has been there, done that really, and he's got some good experience in the championship. I just hope that injury isn't too bad for him because that would just be our luck, wouldn't it? Um, with yeah. bringing in a player because of injuries, but yeah, I can't say too much because it was only forty-five, but he looked he looked quite solid there. So yeah, I think it's decent signing. Yeah, and Macca coming back, Joe, um, came off the bench in the second half, obviously, as we saw, involved in the second goal. Um, what, what did you make of him? I, I I, I, think he will play like someone who's got something to prove, because he has, to himself, to us, Charlton fans, uh, and he did run around a bit yesterday, he did look to try and stretch defences, but, you know, overall, what, what did you make of him? <clears throat> Well, you've probably done this the wrong way around because I'm not Bond's biggest fan. Um, in, in fact, welcome I was... to the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I actually was a little bit disappointed that that we were after him in the summer, um, and I was very relieved to see it was a short term deal because um, I'm not sure I want to see him necessarily next season. Uh, yeah, it was it was an okay performance yesterday overall. He's um his shot he took his shot well to come off the post for Raksaki, um and you can't take that away. But I think that we're gonna need to see a little bit more from him over the course of a season if he's gonna come close to challenging Lee Burn, especially in terms of some of that game intelligence. Um because every time that you are offside, obviously it doesn't matter if you're stretching the the team if the very first thing they can do is put the ball down on the ground and just lump it straight back at you. Um so yeah, it he looked he looked like he was putting himself about. He looked like he came to work hard um, and hopefully gets enough goals over the course of the season to, to to warrant his place in the squad. But yeah, I'm I'm still not 100% sold. So certainly I'm in the camp of someone that he would need to prove himself to um, 
or arrogantly as arrogant as that sounds from my my perspective but um yeah he's not I don't see him starting the game anytime soon unless there's something wrong with Lee Burn. But I will say that I do think he's an upgrade in Stockley just for his mobility at the minute, um, because Stockley definitely doesn't have that. But I think that you have the same problems in terms of build-up play, and I'm not sure he's going to be the sharp finisher that he has been billed at by by some people, because his goal record last two seasons was worse than Stockley's in terms of goals per per shot. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll wait and see. Yeah, give, we'll give him a chance, obviously. But um, yeah, there, there are bits I liked about him yesterday. As you mentioned, that mobility was useful. He, he was alert to the chance that, that led to the second goal. But yeah, he's, he's still got a way to go to prove to me that he's still back back at the level we, we hope he can be. Because don't forget, he did have that good spell in, in, in the championship. But he's in, he, he's he's a bit of a streaky striker, actually. I've noticed uh, Ipswich, like, the majority of his goals all came inside the first 16 appearances. And he scored one in 27 obviously he didn't he didn't really hit the ground running at QPR and for us he had a little spurt in the championship which was very good and then ended the championship season with three goals in nine but also probably missed at least three or four clear-cut chances as well that would have kept us up and then started the next season looking a bit low on confidence so you know that that's why I said he'll he'll know he's got to prove to himself as, as well as to all the fans etc that he's that he's ready to go again. Right, let's have a listen to what Dean Holden made uh, of uh, yesterday's uh, performance. The Alex Boss came into the press conference after I asked for his thoughts on the 2-0 victory over Barnsley. <laughs> Had a bit of everything, didn't it? Um, first of all, really pleased with the, with the three points um, and the clean sheet, obviously. You know, we had some adversity to deal with in terms of Cess went down. Literally, I found out literally five minutes before the players went out for the game, right at the back end of the warm-up, he felt something in his knee. Um, so a little bit of... of Things changing around at that point in terms of Sean coming into the starting eleven and and uh, obviously sorting set pieces out and all that. But uh, yeah, we were calm in that moment, no problem. I speak to the players every day about dealing with the moment in front of you, so that was a prime example. Um, then we lose Todd, obviously, just before half time, and hopefully it's not too bad. He's got some tightness in his hamstring, and again we've had to reshuffle. So uh, Barnsley had chances. I'm not going to sit here and say it was it was perfect because it wasn't far from it, but it never is. Um, the crossbar might still be rattling now. I don't know. I don't really care, but. You know, we got the 2-0 in the end. Two fantastic goals. I'm really pleased for Tyrese. He weren't even in the squad in the last game because I wanted to get him some minutes into the, into, the, into his legs in the under-21, uh, last under-21 game. He played 90 minutes, so he's the closest we've got to Corey coming in in that position. He's sort of 1v1 ability and, and it showed um, for his goal. So really pleased with him. I think that I've just been told that's his first league goal. Is that right? So great moment for him and his family. Uh, another youngster coming through our academy who's doing well at first team level, so... I'm sure Steve Avery and all the, the staff will, will, will toast that tonight, and rightly so. And the second goal, um, Aaron Henry's first pass, I think, gets Macaulay Bonning. Brilliant feel. On, on, on the, he's such a technician, Aaron. Fantastic young player. And Macaulay sort of drifted, end up as good strikers do between the, the, the posts. It drops to him and uh, obviously comes off the post and Jess scores. And you know, I've just been told by their manager that it was actually offside. I've not seen it. I don't really care. Rashford was offside the other night, for, for, so it's it swings in roundabouts, doesn't it? So all in all, yeah, really pleasing. Two 0 win. I guess when you are starting to build a little bit of momentum, sometimes those things do go your way. Like you say, clean sheet first in eleven as well. That'll be big for that defence. Yeah, yeah. Well, for the whole team, really. Um, again, there's so much to work on, Louis. When you look at the, you know, at times we got stretched. The, the distances were too big between the units, which have been great in the last few games. Um, and they gave us problems, you know, the, the outside centre-backs play really wide and, you know, they move the ball well. And again, with all the changes in the team, we, we had to adapt to that. But what I would say is that, I don't know how many blocks we put in, but wow, they put the bodies on the line, don't they? 
Um, so that's good to see, really good to see. Ash makes a, a good save first half. They've hit the post a couple of times in the first half. Second half, I thought we were, it was a lot more solid. We looked so dangerous on that counter-attack again with our pace and power up front, and that's, that's, that's the strongest part of our team at the moment. Um, but again, it doesn't matter. To be honest, it was an exciting game, I think, from, for the neutral. I'm sure the supporters enjoyed it, of course. Um, we played some outstanding stuff. Some of the stuff weren't so great. I don't really care how we win at the moment. I don't I genuinely don't care how we win. It's about getting a foundation. It's about three wins on the spin. Again, I think we jumped a place higher up in the league. And what happens on the back of that is you just build momentum. The support base, the players, the staff, everybody. Monday morning, now the training ground's going to be rocking again. And we've got the first free week that we've had since I've, I've been at the club in terms of working on the stuff I've just alluded to, you know, the shape of the team and, and the way that we the way that we defend as a unit and, and obviously when, we, when we've got the ball. So, for them reasons, I'm really pleased. And, and Peter Brunel is, a, is another big game for us. It's the next game. We're looking forward to it. Just on Lucas Ness, who just came in to speak to us. I mean, he's a fantastic young prospect. I know he did really well out with Hampton, out with Torquay, but to make the step up into League One football, he seems to take into it quite well. Yeah, credit to him. I said to him yesterday in training, it's, it's a long... Got a long way from, from where he was at Torquay. He's playing at Old Trafford and he's playing at a League One against some really big teams and, and some good opponents. He looks assured. I just I love his mentality. Man. He's, he, he doesn't want any spotlight. He doesn't. I don't know what it was like here in front of you guys, but I can imagine he's, he's calm. Um, he brings a calmness to that defence. Ryan alongside him as the senior mm-hmm. member. Um, but no, his positioning was good today. There was one I remember in the second half. They've got beyond our back line and, and he's got into that sort of John Terry position at the near post. Got himself a brilliant block. His game as anything, he'll go. He'll go to war with you. Um, but with the ball at his feet, he can play as well. So he's, he's got a big future. I'm really pleased for him. Yeah. Well, what did you make of McCauley then coming back in? As you said, he played that part in the second goal. The biggest bonus, uh, aside from the win and the clean sheet, is that he's our support singing McCauley Bond's name today. I was really, I was buzzing off that. I, heard, I thought, yeah, that's a, that's a really good moment. Fair play, you know, fair play. Everybody's pulled together. It, that, that could have been a situation that. Um, it could have been different, you know. There's, there's been a bit of history there, but Macaulay fronted it up in terms of he's been honest. The, the supporters have, have really bought into that, the honesty, I think, from what I've been told. And yeah, played well when he come on. You can see he wants to run in behind. He's strong, he uses his body well, and he's clever. Um, and, he, and he'll he'll be a nice foil for for Miles up top as well. You mentioned the, the two players who got injured. Then I don't know if there's any more you could tell us on on Todd and on Seth. Then the the nature of the injuries and, and the early assessments. Yeah, I don't know anything other than that. Todd felt some tightness. Hopefully, it's not a, a pull. A scan will probably determine that. So fingers crossed. Um, and Cess, yeah, he's, again, he's, he's, he's managing a situation with his with his that he's had previously. Um, it's not ideal for him. He's, he's had an injury in the past that he's having to sort of manage in terms of the loading, and sometimes he gets a little bit of swelling. So it was that was the case, uh, unfortunately, that, that he felt in the warm up. So again, we had to deal with it. And looking back, it's it's not ideal. But again, it's the, the players can really grasp on that sort of dealing with the adversity. And, and uh, as you mentioned, I thought Tyrese was, was excellent today. I guess, does it say something about his future at the club and, and the prospect he is that, that Kirk and DJ weren't even involved on the bench today? Is he sort of again ahead of them in the pecking order at this moment? Jai Simi was, uh, has been ill for the last few days, so he's not been in. Um, he was vomiting, so he's not been with the, with the group. And, and I just felt with, uh, with TC coming in, Tyrese, that he, he was... You know, the strongest part of our team at the moment is the pace in that front line and the 1v1 ability. And, and Corey was, you know, he was his legs were, were done after the game the other night. He needed to come out and rest. He was one that was definitely come out, going to have a rest. Having said that, he, he came on and did really well, to be fair. He ran, he ran beyond their fullback a few times, Corey. But for Tyrese, he's the, he's the closest we've got in terms of... Kirk is a different type of player, of course. He's a good player. 
Charlie Kirk, really good player. But I just felt it was that it was that one v one ability to get you up the pitch with the pace of Tyrese, and then when you get up the pitch, can you then go past people with you, like he did? So um, Tyrese takes all the credit for it. He's uh, to answer you, it's a long-winded answer to your question, actually. But what I would say is, it's there is no pecking order because Tyrese wasn't in the squad previously, was he? Because mm. I wanted him to play for twenty ones, get some minutes into him. So there is no pecking order. But what I would say on him is, I came into training on Friday with an open mind. I, I didn't tell the t- players the team, which is not ideal. But I just, I, I was still thinking about sort of emotionally and, and physically who could recover from the, from Tuesday. And he trained excellently yesterday, and I got hazy and and Scotty Marshall to take the majority of the session and I just stood and watched when he held up because it was chucking it down and I watched him and I just more and more I thought I'm going to play him tomorrow he just and oh, fair play to him he's gone out and played played excellent Cheers Dean Thank you um, Dean uh, previously before you came in um, Charlton played in a way where uh, they'd play out from the back and move the ball through the thirds and try and control possession uh, today Barnes had most of the possession and um, you've hit them on a counter attack is that an intentional change in approach to maybe get them more out, get more out of your pacey players good question um, yeah I don't care about possession it's about playing with a purpose I think we had 39-40% today um, yeah I want more control in the game but it's not always about playing from the back you know they, I have to give a bit of credit to to Ben, to ben Garner and the, the work that was done in the summer you know this is not a three week project this, this team has been together from pre-season working players, staff and they did have a really good base in terms of playing and patterns to get up the pitch my uh, instinct, I suppose, looking at the team from afar and then having working with the players, is that we needed to make ourselves a bit stronger defensively. We were probably a bit too open. When it worked, it was great, and when it didn't, it more often than not would, would result in a chance or a goal for the opposition. So that was the first thing. I've not come in and tried to reinvent the wheel far from it. It's, it's been basic information. I don't profess to be a top tactician or anything like that. It's about the mentality of the group and, and, and giving clarity to the players. Every player wants to know exactly what you want from them. Simple as that. And now we've got a bit more time to start to add a bit more detail tactically, of course. Um, but again, you've got to play to the strengths of your players. You know, I've not come in again in pre-season where you've got six weeks to work with the players and, and use friendlies. And you know, we've come in. We've had what's that game number five, I think, is it? Game number five in the league in a really short space of time. We've hardly any time on the training pitch. And when we have, it's been in short areas because there's been so much water. I've brought the weather from Manchester down by the hooks, so it's not stopped raining. Um, so again, there's been a lot of classroom sessions in terms of analysis, so we've used that really effectively. Um, but yeah, there's different ways to win games of football. There'll be other games where we take the ball a little bit more. But just touching on that, I think you go back to the game the other night at Old Trafford, you see Ashley Brewer like, clipping balls out to full-backs and three or four times we got through the pitch from goal kicks to Man United six-yard box really well. So I wouldn't say that we've got away from that. I just think we're mixing it up. Sometimes we'll kick it longer and win second balls and other times we'll play. I think the players have got to find the solution on the pitch. They're the ones that have got a spot are the opposition coming high press? Are they sitting off you? Where are the spaces? Where's the pressure coming from? All these types of things. So, yeah, we're far from getting it anywhere near where we want it to be. But in the short terms, we're doing enough. Thanks, Dean. I saw, I saw before the game you delivered a bit of a call to arms in terms of you know a message to the fans saying that, that you wanted after after so many travel that, that you wanted them here today. How important was it Was it having them and their noise in a game like that where, where there's a bit of backs to the wall defending towards the end? Yeah. It's a bit cringy sometimes when I watch back some of these. I watch them back because my, my wife says, well, you, you're talking in that boring, boring voice again and using all the stupid words and stuff. So it's a bit cringy because I talk, I'm, I am talking about that a lot at the moment, but I genuinely mean it. Like There was times in the second half particularly where they, 
they're driving the players on. All I'm trying to do is for them to find a connection with this team. And the players are doing their bit, the supporters are definitely doing their bit. And I'll say it again, to hear your name being sung as a player, or when you crash into a tackle or you, you and you hear that roar, it doesn't half give you a buzz, I can't tell you. That didn't happen to me many times, to be fair, as a player. But when it, when it, but it is, it's a great feeling. So clearly there's a, there's a good bit of positivity around at the moment from where we were before. But now we have to keep pushing. We have to keep adding to that. We have to keep giving our supporters something to, to get behind. Uh, but in the short term, we're not, we're not in a bad place. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Trying to take his man on. Chip ball back across. Bowers there. Pierce is there. Bowers with a header. And it's Joe. Yes! 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 Oh, he's got Oh, Patrick Barr. You absolute German beauty. Woo! Dreamland. Joe has scored. With seconds remaining. We've done it, Joe. Guess it. Come on. What a time yes! to be here. Here at Wembley. Welcome back to Charlton Live. I hope you guys are well enjoying your Sunday. Uh, just spoke there to uh, Dean Holden before the break. Heard his thoughts on uh, yesterday's uh, win over Barnsley. Um, I mean, we'll, we'll read some of the tweets about him in, in a few moments' time, um, Ben. But he certainly seems to have, uh, like, the fans certainly seem to have taken to him over the last couple of weeks. You know, obviously three wins in a row helps in terms of, uh, of the league and, and that good performance up at Man United. Um, but I think the fans have enjoyed the sort of things he's saying. You know, he's kept it very simple in his press conferences uh, in, in terms of, you know, he, he wants the effort and, and all that from the players, that, that that sort of stuff. He's certainly been saying the, the, the right things in his in his opening, where we we're coming up to a month or so. Yeah, look, we were chatting about it on the way back from Manchester, weren't we? Looking through the tweets after, uh, I think the club did that dressing room video of his chat to the players after the game. And he's he's really been a breath of fresh air, hasn't he? I think it's he reminds me of when Carl Robinson came in. I think he's looked around um, and seen, obviously, a lot of rubbish happening off the pitch, as usual to us, and seeing the divide from the fans and fans being unhappy and thought, right, I, I can't really do much about that. But what I can do is send these players out there. They'll give you everything. And I'm sure, as he knows, as a supporter himself, he knows that fans love that. And, and we do. We'll bounce back off that and and we'll give that back to the players. If we can see the players giving it up their all, um, obviously it helps with some wins as well. We'll give it back to them. And um, 
Yeah, look, I, I think it's great. His comments are very honest. He's very open. He'll say how he feels. Um, and yeah, we've seen some really good performances of late. And it's great that supporters are backing him because, look, we've how many shows have we done here lately where none of us have a clue what is happening off the pitch? I mean, just shows yesterday you're trying to get pictures of the director's box thinking, oh, who, who next is going to be linked with uh, an involvement in this uh, new investment scheme or whatever is happening? We We don't know. And I think if performances were bad... We'd all be worrying about that, worrying about it all the time at the moment. And yes, that is to be worried about because we still don't have a clue about what hands our, our club's going to be in. But we're getting so much confidence and positivity from what Dean Holden's doing at the moment with the club, with the players. And he's, he's really gaining the supporters' trust back there on the pitch. Um, then we're not worried about it as much. So, yeah, he's been a real breath of fresh air. Um, hope long may that continue um, and I hope he gets given time but he's got a deal to the end of the season at the moment so we'll have to see how it goes but so far so good yeah I guess I mean whatever happens with the takeover will affect him as well but I mean deep down we know that he's much more likely to have been appointed by the people who are supposedly going to take over the club so he probably knows more about the takeover than he's letting on uh, he was asked about it up at Man United and gave very little away Dean Holden but I guess he's in a difficult position that he can't really speak about it, but he must know more than 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 what we know. Or, or do we know much? I don't know. We we, we know names and, and faces that have been in the director's box, but we don't really know what their plans are uh, as well. Right. Let's have a look at some of the messages that came in uh, after yesterday's games. I mean, Andy said, "Is this a record for the season for the amount of injuries we've picked up in the warm up?" Yeah. So we had Chooks at. Portsmouth, obviously we had Cesc yesterday, I can't if there's been any else, but yeah, it does seem to, to keep going. Now, Adam says, chuck the graph in the bin, the playoff chase is on. So, right, let's have a look at the graph then, shall we? So, uh, as per always, I'm I'm, I'm trying to uh, ruin everyone's weekends by saying that we're probably not going to get into the playoffs by looking at my graph. So, as it stands now, the, the point, obviously, we've won the last three. I mean, we're still only on track to hit 60 points uh, at the end of the season on our current points per game over the course of the whole season obviously that can change as we uh, continue our good little run um, but yeah it, it gives you an example of how far off where where we need to be we are currently if we were to get into the playoffs so I mean uh, if we need the 75 points which has been average for the playoffs for the last five years uh, and, and actually, I, I did actually check uh, yesterday and currently the teams are trending ever so slightly higher. So 76, 77, 78 you might need. So we might need even more than what I'm saying here. But in, in our final 20 games, we've currently got 34 points. It means we'd have to pick up another 41 or 42 points, which uh, you're looking at some sort of uh, win ratio of probably 60, 65% for the rest of the season that means winning 13 of our remaining 20 drawing two losing five something like that or winning 12 drawing five and only losing three so it's still it's still tough joe that that's the point that we have to we have to admit it's not going to be easy to get into the playoffs despite the fact we're on a good little bit of a run <clears throat> yeah it will be but if you take our points per game from the last three games and we've got 94 uh, to come this season and uh, that's automatic so uh I, I think it's going to be a, it's going to be a tall ask you, you're starting from such a long way way back it doesn't mean it can't happen but you feel like we need to go on a run of you know nine ten consecutive wins in order to make the rest of the season look sort of even half sensible in terms of what you need to achieve to to get to where you need to get to however the you can build this season into next 
Um, obviously assuming that they don't sell everybody in the summer transfer window and all the depressing stuff that, that, that genuinely you have to think about as a Charlton fan. Um, and if he, if Holden does manage to su- sustain this for the rest of the season and we only miss out by a few points, then you're going to feel very confident coming into next season with the right additions that you can make a good charge for it. So um, it can be still be seen as a playoff push. You just might need to just add another season onto it. But yeah, this season... I'm still minded to give it up, but then every time that we win a game, the very first thing I do is look at how many points we are after the playoffs. So um, I, I talk talk common sense and do complete opposite stuff. So, um, well, some people say I don't talk common sense at all as well. But yeah, it's going to be a tough one. But it's more important, I think, just to enjoy the ride of the end of this season because we've had such a long period of just dire football and and, and not a lot of hope. That just get, enjoy the enjoy the wave ride it out because we might we might have another crap season next season you don't know so you just got to enjoy the winning feeling while it's here yeah six so six points off the playoffs but as i said i think barnsley got two games in hand on us there's, there's we're, we're, we're 11th 12th there's still plenty of teams in between us and the playoffs as well that we all need to have worse runs than we do between the end of the season that's why it's very very difficult and that's why we use the average points rather than the amount of points you are off the playoffs because it, it gives you a good idea of where we need to get to and concentrate on ourselves only uh, and, and it will be very difficult right Stuart says dogged performance from a tired but believing group of players uh, getting the basics done correctly how's that graph getting along now chaps come on you addicts yeah well we just spoke about the graph Johnny said a very a gritty win today uh, we had to do a lot of work defensively but we were good on the counter and put our chances away Holden's got us playing well keep an eye on the chart Louis uh, we are on our way up the league everyone's loving the chart this week because it's, it's, it's got a bit of upward trajectory on it uh, for a nice change Alan says we look tired after United which you understand not our best game uh, but uh, being honest we rode our luck uh, and they were the better team so to get the win is brilliant nestled out again uh, the whole team at work hard maybe all them draws under Ben Garner uh, may now come in handy if we can go on a winning run yeah maybe uh, Sid says a workmanlike performance to be expected after Tuesday's exertions uh, rode our luck at times but we put our chances away for once onwards uh, and upwards Stevie said if we were it were an all together performance from Charlton solid at the back weathered the storm early on uh, played good counter attacking football and punished Barnsley on the break Dean Holden really has brought some uh, confidence and belief back uh, to SC7 London Inic Giza says it's the manager who stands out for me He's taken over leadership of a bunch of players low on confidence and looking like a beaten side every time they take to the pitch and transform them into a hungry, fighting for every ball, playing for the shirt, unified uh, team. And then Paul says, fabulous performance against a clearly very good Barnsley team. Uh, we rode our luck at times, would have lost that game earlier in the season. So impressed uh, with the steal that Dean Holden has got uh, into the side. And there's a great message that Rachel sent to us um, uh, highlighting something that Mandela... Uh, Egbo said on Instagram to Lucas Ness saying that uh, the 20-year-old secretly is actually 27 uh, with 300 league games. He obviously feels like he looks like a seasoned pro uh, at the back. And I certainly agree. He's been superb since he's come into the side. He came to speak to me uh, after yesterday's game, asked for his thoughts uh, on the victory over Barnsley. Yeah, it was a tough, tough effort. Um, you know, we, we knew they were going to be good. The position in the league tells us that. And we knew it was going to be a bit of a fight. And thankfully, we, we got the two goals and we were able to keep a clean sheet which I've just been told that's the first league clean sheet since October so I'm buzzing with that yeah first in 11 league games as well and it wasn't easy today because we could see that Barnes were a good side and they looked to try and attack Charlton at pretty much every moment yeah I mean it was tough like I said um, there was chances where you know they hit the bar a couple of times we were throwing our bodies on the line 
and we really had to dig deep to make sure that we uh, we didn't concede and thankfully thankfully we got there in the end. Yeah, and obviously there was a bit of a change just before kickoff as well with um, with, with Cesc pulling out, so that that disruption just before the game started kind of been easy to deal with. Yeah, it wasn't, but Sean Clare came in. You know, you know what he's like. He's a great player and he, he did his job. Todd moved to left back. Obviously, him getting injured as well, change of formation, went to three at the back. It was tough, um, but yeah, we, we we dug deep and got there. How are you finding it having spelling the first team? Now, obviously, you had your loan spell. You, you've been called back, and, and you seem to have taken to it like a duck to water so far. Yeah, I've been really enjoying it. Um, I feel like I've I've picked up a good bit of form, and um, yeah, there's been some massive games. Obviously, Brighton, Man United was huge. Uh, it's not like it's all new to me really in this sort of this sort of setting. So um, yeah, I'm, bu- I'm just buzzing to be a part of it. Yeah, I mean, it was I guess. At this stage in your career, you might not expect to be playing this amount of time in the first team. And the way it happened as well with being recalled from your loan, were you we sort of prepared for what was to come? Um, so obviously, yeah, I got I got recalled from my loan. I was sort of expecting to be a sort of squad player, you know, on the bench, um, just there in case there was any other injuries or suspensions. But yeah, coming into the team, I'm, I'm, I'm buzzing to be a part of it, like I said, and um, hopefully it can continue. I guess even at your age, you'll, you'll now be thinking that the place in, in the team is mine to keep. Yeah, I mean, it's a competitive squad, we know that. Um, there, there's an awful lot of players fighting for each position and it, and it's tough, but I've just got to keep keep my head down, keep working and hopefully I can I can keep the shirt. What's the new gaffer been like to work with? He's been brilliant. You know, the, the boys love him. We've got a real togetherness in the camp and I think that shows in, in the performances. You know, um, yeah, I can't, can't say a bad word about him. Coming into today's game, obviously off, off the back of Man United as well. As well, I mean, um, Dean was talking about trying to reframe because obviously it's a very different type of game. But ju- just as important, was it easy off the back of that United game to refocus on today? Um, I think it was, yeah, because we didn't. It's not like we went to United and, and played badly. I think three 0 was a very harsh scoreline, and um, you know we we came out of that game still with our heads held high. Um, so yeah, we, we we just take it game by game. And and thankfully, yeah, we were able to to refocus to today's game and, and get the three points. It's a nice little bit of momentum now in the league with the three wins in a row. I mean, I, I don't know if the players are, are looking up. I think it's six points off off the top six at the moment. But obviously, there, there's games in hand. There is still a lot of work to do. But do you guys sort of keep an eye on the table at this stage? Um, not really, if I'm honest. Um, we're just taking it game by game. Obviously, we've got a, a couple of tough games coming up, um, and hopefully, we can win then and and see where we end up. There we go. Great to hear from from Lucas. And as we were saying earlier, plenty of, of potential there. Um, and you know, only twenty years old. So again, with players his age, you never know how how long they can keep it up before they need a little rest in the team. But yeah, certainly, certainly been impressed with what I've seen so far. A, a young chap who was playing at Torquay earlier on this season, and, and then last week was playing at Man United. It really has been a, a, a quick. Uh, a quick jump into senior football for Lucas, but he's he's taken to it quite comfortably. Right, uh, let's have a look at an email message as well that's come in from uh, Dan. Says, hi guys, I've watched a few games on my trip. I've just had three weeks in London. Well, I hope you enjoyed it, Dan. Says, Brighton was the highlight. Uh, I persuaded my dad to go to Oxford with me. Probably one of the worst performances I've ever seen uh, in the first half. But I'm liking Holden's approach and honesty. If we can keep the kids, uh, the future could be brighter. Win the next two and I'll be talking about the playoffs. Supporting Charlton. It's like supporting England. They reel you in. 
yeah, they do. <laughs> back in Melbourne on Tuesday, so back to watching uh, at Stupid O'Clock. Love uh, from Barley. That's uh, Daniel. Cheers, Daniel. Well, you're on a bit of a world tour there. Well, I hope. Yeah, I'm glad you uh, glad you saw some good games over you, over, over the time you're there, particularly the Brighton game. And yeah, hopefully you'll enjoy uh, watching the club from afar as well. Thanks very much uh, from your for your message. Let's hear from a couple more fans now as well. Um, Benji very kindly delved into the fans bar for us yesterday uh, to pick up some more supporters reaction to the 2-0 win over Barnsley. Professional performance um, overall, like I say, three, uh, two, three weeks ago, we lose that game today. Um, deal, I think we dealt with the pressure a lot. Like They had 22 shots, but how many of them actually tested Maynard Brewer? One or two, if that. If you were to say who's your star man of the match, who, who would you pick out today that made us win that game? Uh, I'd probably say Fraser, because I think if you take him out of the side, you, don't, you lose the ball player in the middle of the park. Um, I feel he's vital in our attacks. A lot of the play goes through him. Um, like I say, without him, I think there's not that ball player in the middle of the pit. professional performance. Rode a luck, lucky in a bit in the first half, but we ground them out and scored two good goals. And all right, yeah, we had to hold on at the end of the game because they were coming towards the goal. But yeah, we done well to hold on for the three points in the end. So good game all round, really. Anyone stand out today? Man of match performance from anyone? I thought Innes had a good game. I mean, he's been good for the last two or three games anyway. Um, but I mean, obviously after Tuesday night in Manchester, it was going to be tough. Everyone was physically. Physically tired, but yeah, no, Innis, Innis for me would have been man. So match, far, yeah. what do you make of the January transfer window and what are your hopes for the rest of the window? Uh, hope for a couple more additions. Uh, my overall thoughts, I'd rather talk about it at the end because um, if we don't get enough in, then the squad will start to fade away again. I still think we still need another two, three additions minimum. Um, and then obviously, if anyone goes out the door, then replace them as well. Bon, Maka, Maka's left, Macaulay Bon in. What do you think about that? What's done is done at the end of the day. As long as he puts in his all now, playing for the shirt, that's all us fans require. So for me, what's done is done and just forget about it. Um, I mean, I'm glad to have Maka back. I think we needed something different up front, someone with a bit of pace and who can run in behind. Um, yeah, the sign of Todd Kane's a good sign. I mean, obviously he played 45 today and got injured, but... He still looked good on debut, but yeah, I still think we need a couple more, possibly in the midfield area. Um, maybe someone in in goal as well. He's got a bit more experience behind him, but apart from that, yeah, I mean, it's going to be an interesting next few months. So, hoping for the best. So. There we go. Thanks for, for doing that for us, Ben. It was uh, yeah, it's always a lot easier, I'd suggest, to go and speak to fans when we've won because they're in a reasonably good mood. Uh, and uh, that's what it was uh, yesterday. Right, we've pretty much come to the end of uh, this week's Charlton Live as well. So thanks to everyone uh, who's tuned in. I did write down on my running order, shall we talk about the takeover? But there isn't really any update. You know, we saw Paul Elliott was there again yesterday. Uh, in the um, in the in the director's box, thanks to Joe's photo that he took f- through a binocular, which I still can't really understand how he did that. Just lined up the the camera to the binocular 
I or whatever it's called. But there you go. Excellent work from Joe. Uh, very few answers, though, from the picture. So, um, yeah, we'll leave it there, I think. We'll be back on Thursday to look ahead uh, to to the week uh, the, the game up at Peterborough next weekend, which we look forward to. Who knows if there'll be any more transfers in or out before then as well. So maybe more stuff on that front to talk about as well. Thank you to everyone who got involved. Thank you to Joe and Ben. Good to speak to you chaps this week. Cheers, guys. Yeah, cheers. Toodle pip. Toodle pip indeed. I'm Louis Mendes. Thanks for listening. We shall see you again on Thursday. One thing I will say is it sounds like the chart needs its own Twitter account, Louis. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's, it's, getting, it's getting popular now. People only, people only want to look at it when we're winning, though. That's the thing. They don't like the... I don't know, if I if I was a fan and I, I, we just won 2-0 and we're six points outside of the playoffs and then some bore just telling me we've still got no chance of hitting the playoffs, I'd be like, f*** off, mate. I think, I think yeah, I think that's Tom Wallin's uh, stance on the on the, um, on the the graph, but yeah. Yeah, well, it's, it's still, still a long way to go, isn't it? But yeah, it's the hope oh. that kills you. No, nah, exactly. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.